What distinguishes a good trip, no matter where you travel, is how you're able to connect with people. And I gotta admit, most Americans are like me. We speak one language, and you have an advantage in connecting with people when you travel to a country, that is a foreign country, that happens to speak English. One great opportunity for that is Scotland. And when you go to Scotland, people love to talk, and there's an institution designed for people to get out and talk, and that is called The Pub. We're going to talk about pub talk in Scotland right now, and we're joined by three Scottish tour guides, Anne Doig from Edinburgh, Colin Mares from Glasgow, and Liz Lister from Fife. Liz, Colin, Anne, thanks for joining us. Thank you. Thank you. Colin, what is it about a pub in Scotland that sort of enables people to connect? The pub's always been the, the kind of heart of the community in most Scottish towns and villages. Everyone's got their local, so that's your local pub. and It's where they're loyal. Yeah, yeah, they'll, they'll go there, some people more than others, but it's where everyone gets together. There's young and old and families. And It's like we have this there. TV show in the United States, Cheers. I don't know. Do yes, you know? Exactly, exactly. I, you know, Cheers every, to me is yeah. a utopia, yeah. but in Scotland, there is a Cheers bar in every town, I yeah, would think. Yeah, exactly. Oh, man, and you got the characters and you got the, the, the coziness and where everybody knows your name. That's exactly. part of the words, isn't it? Liz, if you go to a pub and you're taking a, a visitor from the United States into a pub, how would you help introduce them to the Scottish culture in the confines of the pub? Well, I do take my visitors into a pub and I have them very strictly drilled before they go in not to turn tail and run, as many of them have done in the past. It's scary. It can be very intimidating. I think it's important to say that there's lots of different types of pubs. We've got our equivalent of sports bars where there'll be huge screens and sport will dominate. But there's also music um, and there's just the place to gather to put the world to rights. But the first thing is not to be intimidated. People love visitors. They love Americans. And all that they have to do is walk in buy a beer, and that's an important fact because a lot of them walk in and stand watching the music without a drink in their hand. They must have a drink Get in a their drink hands. Get a drink in your hand. That's absolutely, the ticket to admission. Absolutely, You're part of the scene yeah. that way. Even if it's half a pint that they nurse for the whole night, have that drink in their hand. <laughs> and then the locals will come up and talk to them. Uh, ah. That uh, may be something, a talking point, like um, someone will say, with a shirt like that, you must come from Hawaii. Um, <laughs> something like that. But they'll start the conversation and they're very welcoming and they're not at all frightening. Now, Liz, you said uh, you're welcome in any pub, but I was with you, Colin, in Glasgow, which is a pretty rough and tumble town, and I saw a few pubs where I thought, I don't really feel comfortable in there. There are some rough and tumble pubs. Yeah, I think, I think you get them everywhere. It's, I think, what you call here are dive bars. Dive bars. Yeah, you get certain <laughs> dive bars, which maybe you'd rather not go into, but if you go in there, you're going to get the real character, and but, uh, uh, if you're brave enough. But, Anne, you're in, in Edinburgh, and yeah. Edinburgh is a town with fewer dive bars, I, I think it's fair to say, than Glasgow. Oh, I don't know about that. <laughs> no? More bars than Glasgow. <laughs> more bars. Is that right? And if you're taking me to your favorite local in Edinburgh, describe the, the scene. I'd probably take you to Kay's Bar in the New Town. And a lot of people say, oh, the New Town's a bit sort of posh. But it's a, it's a nice wee pub and you get to know the sort of people if you go in there. But Edinburgh is different. You'd have to go for that kind of experience of a pub down to Leith, the port ah, area. Because yeah. the centre of Edinburgh, lots of the... The old banks have become wine bars, and they're sort of wine bars. I've and noticed the pubs, that. That's the phenomenon all over the British Isles. Is yes. the, the traditional bank buildings were so fancy and impressive and luxurious, as if to impress upon their bankers that this is a very stable business, mm -hmm. so wealthy. And then in the modern times, they need a bigger facility. They move outside of town, and you got these glorious venues that become wine bars and pubs. Wine bars and pubs. But there are a few in the centre of Edinburgh. There's a writer, Ian Rankin, and there's two pubs 
the Oxford and the Cambridge, and one of his detectives, the crime writer, Rebus, Rebus drinks in the Ox, and there's a Guildford Arms. I take some of my visitors there. It's the traditional pub, and you, you just go up to the bar and you have to buy your drink, and you can start chatting with people. Or y'all have to scoosh in. I love that, and I, I've yes. got some great memories in Edinburgh, and one of the keys for me is not to just order a beer, but to have an opportunity to venture into the world of whiskey. Yes. And uh, Liz, I was in uh, a bar in, uh, or in Dalkeith Road area of Edinburgh, and it had a long list of whiskeys. And I really, I'm clueless about Scotch whiskey, but what a great opportunity to talk to somebody. Absolutely. They'll all be experts. I mean, basically, the whiskey in Scotland is divided up into regions. And so everyone will have their own particular preference, whether it's Peaty Island or whether it's sweet from the, the lowlands. And the way to drink it, whether you drink it straight, we tend not to drink it with ice. We tend to drink it with just a spot of water to release the flavours and, and uh, help the palate. Um, so there's an art to drinking whiskey, not just which one you choose. So if I sat in a bar next to you and, and you were just enjoying a drink in, in your local bar and, and I was just a strange tourist that came in, you'd help me out. You'd take me by the hand and... I'm afraid I wouldn't be the expert, but there'd be plenty around about <laughs> who would be. <laughs> That's good. Colin, when I look at the whiskey list, I'm in, intimidated by people who describe wine as a little bit of raspberry and a, a little mm. bit of oakiness or whatever. I really don't get that. But yeah. when it comes to whiskey... You really can. And I find in the bars, a lot of times they'll describe the whiskey. Mm-hmm. And then you do get that yeah. that earthy flavor, that peaty flavor. Yeah. And you smoky. just feel like it's smoky. Yeah, yeah. It's more obvious with whiskey than it is with wine. Mm. You can tell immediately if something's smoky or if it's not smoky. Like Liz says, the smokier ones are from, from the islands. So Isla specifically, you've got things like Ardbeg, Lagavulin, Lafroy. Yeah. They're, they're the real pungent, you know, smoky the, ones. Everybody knows you there's can, Irish whiskey and Scotch yeah. whiskey. The Irish whiskey is much better, isn't it? <laughs> no. No. <laughs> no. <laughs> Irish whiskey is usually triple distilled, whereas uh, Scottish is usually double distilled. Uh, triple doesn't mean it's better. It's just the best way they've found to do it. But Irish whiskey, I would say, is a lot lighter and um, kind of... Softer than Scottish whiskey. And what's you your real, take on the two whiskeys? Well, I'm not a whiskey drinker, but my father was. And there's over 300 different single malt whiskeys in Scotland. Wow. And all four characters, malted barley, thyme, water, the distilling process, same ingredients, and they've all got whole You know, there's nothing like voyage. having an expert like your father or, or mm. somebody who's at the bar that can explain this to you. This is Travel with Rick Steves. We're talking about pub talk in Scotland. We're joined by Anne Doig, Colin Mayers, and Liz Lister. Our phone number is 877-333-7425. And Brandon is calling in from Jonesboro in Arkansas. Brandon, thanks for your call. Yes, thanks for having me. I just wanted to ask, I'm planning a trip to uh, Scotland, and I was fortunate enough to be able to do a pub crawl in Dublin a a few years ago, as you've recommended on your show. I was wondering what options were available in uh, Edinburgh to do a similar thing, a pub crawl. A pub crawl for... Uh, uh, listen for music, like for, the musical type. I see, to enjoy traditional Scottish music yeah, traditional in Edinburgh. Scottish. I think we'd ask yes. Anne, because she's from Edinburgh. Well, there is, there's a bar in Forest Road called Sandy Bells. Oh, I've been they there. They always great. advertise traditional music, and a lot of people like Billy Connolly and uh, what's her name, started there. But I have to say that if you wanted to do a pub crawl, you could start at the Guildford Arms at the east end of Princess Street and go down Rose Street. There's 29 pubs there. But the pubs tend to have modern progressive music. You've really got to sort of uh, 
look at the gig guide and mm. find out who's playing traditional music because it's all moved forward. So, Brandon, that's called the gig guide, G-I-G, yes. the gig guide. And the reality is I think bars in Scotland make more money with, with modern music, but mm. there's still a lot of traditional music. But mm. might I say that the traditional music is popular in the tourist areas because that, that keeps it going? On High Street, you've got several, three or four bars that play traditional music every night. Yeah, I think that that's absolutely true. But I think the further you get out from the tourist areas, the more spontaneous it becomes. I if mean, music that, is a yeah. part of Scottish culture. So traditional so music is still vibrant. Their, yeah, I mean, for example, the hotel that we stay in in Kenmore, um, there's a father and daughter that turn up and play just for the love of it. Mm. And you know, people just join in. It's just spontaneous. So if you can get that, and again, by asking around, it's easy to find. I think, Brendan, actually, if you really want to experience music in, in Scotland, if you're just in Edinburgh and around, take a train through to Glasgow. <laughs> of course! <laughs> Gla- Glasgow, Glasgow is the music city of Scotland. It's, it's a UNESCO city of music. Uh, there you can find That's lots of traditional true. music. I see nods like, of uh, uh, approval from all yeah. the guides at the table. No, here. I go down, agree. Go down to yeah. the Scotia Bar, um, the pick Scotia up the gig bar. guide again. So the gig yeah. guide, you can the pick it up guide. in all pubs that have music. You can find it online as well. Just Google gig guide and then the city. Edinburgh and, and Brandon, it's not so far-fetched because on. there's two trains an hour and it takes 45 minutes, I Absolutely. think, from Edinburgh and, to And also, if you do your research, lots of festivals on at that time of year. So it's not just yeah. the pubs. You might have to, to leave your beer for a while and go out and enjoy the festivals. if you head out as well towards Argyle Street, the West West End part of Argyle Street and you've got the Ben Nevis Bar, the Isla Inn and the Park Bar and they're, they've always got live music on all three They're all right next to each other. You wow, can, Brandon, it sounds pretty there. clear if you're looking for traditional music and you're going to Edinburgh, you might seriously consider a couple of nights and a day in Glasgow. And Yeah, we'll actually be staying there a couple of nights, oh, so I'll make you. sure and look that up there as well, yeah. Perfect. Hey, um, right. thanks for your call, Brandon, and good luck in your uh, quest for traditional Scottish music. Yes, thank you, Rick. Colin, uh, Brandon is going to uh, Glasgow, mm-hmm. and I remember when you were my guide in Glasgow, you, you took me into different sports stores, yes. and you impressed upon me the importance of knowing what team you're for and wearing the proper colors, right. almost for your own physical safety. <laughs> Can you Can talk be. a little bit about that? Certainly, yeah. So the two big football teams, soccer we call football, you know, you play with your feet. Mm-hmm. Uh, so you have two, a round ball, don't yes, you? Yeah, yes, okay. yeah, you kick it. So the two big soccer teams are Glasgow Rangers and Glasgow Celtic. Uh, Celtic, the colours are green and white. And Rangers, it's red, white and blue, but specifically blue. So when we went into the Celtic store, you and I, Rick, we looked around, there was no blue. There was one blue folder, I think, just sitting on a desk. That was the only bit of blue. We I think you're wearing shop. a blue tie and you're actually, was, you were right. nervous. You thought, I shouldn't be here. I'm in enemy territory with a blue tie. It was dangerous, yeah. And I thought, this is kind of ridiculous. But I felt nervous for you also. Yeah, yeah. I thought, because I looked around, there was not a stitch of blue in the whole store. Mm. Yeah, yeah, and people in Glasgow anyway can kid guess immediately what team someone's supporting by the colors they're wearing. So, Colin, there's this, you know, in Chicago, they got the Cubs and the White mm-hmm. Sox. And... Uh, in Glasgow, you've got your two teams. Is it a working class versus higher class? Is it a Catholic versus Protestant? Uh, yeah. What, what does you, it boil down you, to? You got it with the, the second one there. Catholic versus Protestant is what it's often painted as. It's not always as simple as that. It doesn't always mean oh, but that. But the roots of that yeah, go that so way. Celtic, they were founded by an Irish Catholic priest. Uh, he wanted to raise money for the poor Irish immigrants living in the east end of Glasgow. Rangers were founded with no religious affinity, but because all the Catholics living in Glasgow started to support Celtic, the Protestants said, well, we'll go for the other That's side. That's the alternative. And that Would Catholics be more or less prosperous than Protestants? Not, or is that completely not today, not today. Originally? Yeah, well, they, I mean, the Catholics, yeah, they came over from Ireland. They would have been Irish immigrants. And they were Irish immigrants, they were poor, and they 
kind of had competition with the Protestants already living in Glasgow, which led to a bit of friction. It's a little bit of a hangover of uh, the problems in Northern Ireland. It's similar to that. I think that sectarianism, the only foothold that it has in Scotland these days is through football. But I would also counter that by saying that the American coming shouldn't be off, put off by it. There is no risk. You know, It's not as if an American strolling into the wrong side of town is going to be in some way in danger. That's not the case at all. The predominant feeling is one of warmth and humour. And that would by far outweigh any, any sectarian prejudice. That is so true. Warmth and humor. humor. I mean, you you nailed it there from my experience in Scotland. You go into a bar, people are just in love with life. It's warm, it's inviting, and there's a great sense of humor. And it's irony. It's one that the Americans take a little while to get used to because it's sarcasm and irony. It's the play down. Um, (laughs) So it's a very distinct Glaswegian humor. It is. If a comedian makes it in Glasgow, they've made it. Because if they stand up and they don't do well, they'll throw things at them. <laughs> so Glasgow is the place to really get hardened and ready to well, go. Well, because the people in Glasgow have got a better sense of humour than the people exactly. on the stage. That's because they're Irish. And it's also <laughs> the Irish influence. Yeah. That's right. Glasgow it, is sort of like the gateway to Ireland for but Scotland. It's, it's also said that it's because Glasgow had the big industries and the humour was forged in the shipyards, in the shipyards. and the factories, what's which the, Edinburgh didn't have. What's mm. the statistic? At one time, half of the ships Five. in the world. One time, mm. there were, yeah, well, there were there were over 50 shipyards in the Clyde. And nearly half the shipping in the whole world was... 50% from, of uh, the world's shipping was made in Clydeside. Yeah. Clydeside Five, meaning Glasgow. Glasgow, Clydeside, yes. Yeah. 5,000 Irish arrived per week in the Hungry Forties mm. in H- Glasgow. Hungry Forties meaning the... 1840s, 1840s. the pota- potato famine. Those who had absolutely nothing came to Glasgow for the industries and from the highlands of Scotland. So Glasgow, to me, is the soul of Scotland in a way. Mm. Celtic Scotland, the highlands and the lowlands together in Glasgow... And I the, love Glasgow. And, and it's, you're talking Celtic, Celtic. And then you're talking about the Celtic soccer yeah, team. Yeah. And is that the Catholic team? Yes. Yeah. yes. There you go. So there is a connection there. Oh, definitely. Yeah. Perfect. This has been so fun talking about connecting with the Scottish people through a visit to a pub. We've been talking with Andoig, Colin Mares, and Liz Lister. Let's finish off our conversation just with one little tip for our listeners when they go to Scotland, how to have a, a, a great connection with the culture of Scotland during their visit to a pub, whether it's in the big city or some little village way out in the Hebrides Islands. Uh, Liz Lister. Don't be afraid. Get out there. Talk to people. They want to talk to you. They'll tell you their life story. They'll tell you what the contemporary issues are. And they'll probably give you a bit of their Scots history as well. Great. And Doig. Well, particularly in the islands, the Highlands and Glasgow, but you might not find that in Edinburgh. I have to say, you know, I live in Edinburgh. Uh-huh. They're not so friendly in Edinburgh. We've got that reputation, po-faced Presbyterians. Poor-faced Presbyterians. <laughs> po, po-faced oh, Presbyterians. Oh, like, like, like straight-faced. Straight, straight-faced, yep. okay. yes. But if you go to the traditional pubs and you go up and stand at the bar and buy a drink and chat to the person next to you, they'll be yeah. really friendly. No, you mentioned if go you to reach the bar. Out, if, so go if to you, the bar, don't sit If you sit, sit at a down. table, you're asking, you're, you're you at don't a disadvantage. Get, you're at a disadvantage. People give you your privacy at a table, but sit at the bar, you'll have a friend. Yes, Whether exactly. Whether you like it or not. And talk yes, about the bus you, stop. You, there's not very often waitress service. If you go into a pub, you have to go up to the bar and buy a drink. And it's quite good fun doing that because that's where you get to meet mm-hmm. people you know, who are waiting. Tip. That's yes. a good tip for a traveller because a lot of times we sit at the table and go, where's the service? Well, there isn't. Yes, go to the bar, isn't. order your drink and your food. Yeah. Come yeah. on, Mary. Ask, ask someone at the bar standing next to you what they'd recommend you drink. 
and that's your opener, and then you then you'll take it away. Then the and rest which of the whiskey you like? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and if you really want them to love you, then put an open tab behind the bar. <laughs> <laughs> All right, great tips. Hey, Andoig, Liz Lister, Colin Maris, thank you so much for uh, a better understanding of uh, the beautiful social scene in your beautiful country. Thank you. Thank, thank you. you. Rick Steves has spent a third of his adult life in Europe researching and writing guidebooks. His classic, Europe Through the Back Door, teaches the skills of smart travel. At Rick Steves' online travel store, you'll also find guidebooks for London, England, Great Britain, Scotland and Ireland. To learn more about Rick's guidebooks for this region and beyond, visit the travel store at ricksteves.com. <laughs>